under the question, what do we know about the truthfulness of God from the Bible? We have been in process of considering certain objections that are raised against the truthfulness of the record of the Bible of God's revealed dealings with men. We have been considering the matter of predestination, which many affirm is the teaching of the Bible as relating to every event that shall ever come to pass. Many feel that this imposes a limitation upon the commonly revealed fact that God deals with men according to their free actions of will and that God changes his conduct toward men according to man's reaction to his gracious measures. We have considered a number of scriptures involving this freedom of man's will and God's changes accordingly. But in the third place, as we study the use of the words relating to election in the New Testament, we are surprised to find a few passages that require study to harmonize with the common presentation of the Bible that God modifies his dealings with man according to man's reactions to his measures of mercy and grace. We have the basic verb translated to pick out choose or select. Then the noun derived therefrom may be rendered picked out, chosen, or selected as the recipients of some special privileges. Also another noun is derived from the same source and is rendered election or choice and is the act of picking out or choosing. A study of the use of these various words in the New Testament in relation to personal salvation brings to light this impressive fact that in a given reference only those individuals are referred to who have at the given time of the context been so chosen out by God for himself. In other words, the terms cannot refer all-inclusively to all who ever shall be saved down to the end of time, but only to those who are in present faith and salvation at the time spoken of. The more important references, with a descriptive statement of some given characteristic of the elect or chosen ones, are as follows. We turn to the 18th chapter of Luke where in verse 7 we read these words from our blessed Lord. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? Here his own elect, or chosen ones, are crying or praying unto him day and night. Therefore, those who had not been saved at that particular time could not be considered as among the elect. In the 8th chapter of Romans, and verse 33, we read this, Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Here then, no one can bring a charge against the chosen of God, because it is God who is justifying. Here we have a present tense, a, an action of God that's going on. And this process of justifying 
is connected with the process of election. And so there are none who are elected who are not justified at that specific time. In the third chapter of Colossians and verse 12, we read, Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering. So here we see that the chosen ones of God are holy and have become beloved and are admonished to put on the graces of the Spirit and be forgiving to all. The three words chosen, holy, and beloved are in apposition, as we say, and thus include the same group of individuals. In other words, the chosen or elected ones could not refer to an all-inclusive group to include those who were not at that time saved, because here we read that the elect of God are holy and have become beloved. In 2 Timothy uh, chapter 2 and verse 10 we read, Therefore I endure all things for the elect's sake, that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Here we have the term, the chosen ones, and that they are they of the salvation. So the chosen ones could not relate to those who had not been saved at that time because there is an identity of the choice with salvation at a given time. Titus chapter 1 and verse 1. Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledgement of the truth which is after godliness. The apostle Paul said that he was a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of the chosen ones of God, indicating that he regarded all the elect as having present faith, or as living then in actual salvation, and that the body of elect could not refer to those who would someday be saved, or possibly had not been born as yet. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 1 and 2, we read, Peter, and an apostle of Jesus Christ to the strangers scattered throughout Pontius, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through sanctification of the Spirit, unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace unto you, and peace be multiplied. First we notice that the word elect really belongs up before the word strangers. And so we have the Apostle Peter writing to the chosen sojourners who became such according to the forethought of God the Father by means of sanctification or purification of the Spirit unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace be multiplied. Thus we see that the matter of choosing out those who are saved is identified with the means of their sanctification or purification and is identified with the obedience to the process of cleansing through the death of Christ. 
In the second chapter of 1 Peter 9 and 10 we read, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in times past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. There are many vital terms to this passage, but ye are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for a possession. And then we have connected with this, who did call you out of darkness, also the words, now are a people of God, and further, now have obtained mercy. The four expressions referred to, the chosen race, the royal priesthood, the holy nation, the people for a possession, are in the same case and thus refer to the same group of individuals and cannot be all-inclusive of all who ever shall be saved. Peter had been classifying the human race into two groups, as we read in verse 7, you that believe and also the disobedient and disbelieving. Then, after speaking of judgment upon the disobedient, he turns in contrast to the verses before us and identifies those in salvation as being the elect of God. We come to Revelation chapter 17 and verse 14 where we read, These shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them. For he is Lord of lords and King of kings, and they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. Here we have three parallel phrases, called and chosen and faithful. They are used to describe the saints who returned with Christ to conquer the forces of evil. Thus, if the elect or chosen ones refer only to those living in present faith and salvation at a given time, the necessary conclusion is that individuals are chosen out by God for himself to be partakers of the general provisions of the blessed atonement of Christ upon their repentance or turning to God. Indeed, many scriptures are in accord with this view. For example, Acts chapter 13, 48, where we read these words. And when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord. And as many as were ordained to eternal life believed. Now this verse in its present rendering would give the concept that the ordaining determined the believing. But as we look into the structure of this verse, we may render it this way. But hearing it, the Gentiles were glad and were glorifying the word of God and did believe as many as were being appointed unto life eternal. The Greek structure here places the ordaining, appointing, or placing not in some distant eternity, 
but is taking place at the same time as the verbs were glad and were glorifying. Therefore, as the uh, saints of God went forth and proclaimed, as many as really turned to God were being appointed to the blessings of salvation as they were turning to God. And they were glad because of the grace of God that was operating upon their hearts and were glorifying the blessed name of the Lord. Thus we see that the overwhelming position of the Bible indicates that it is the free will of man that determines his own destiny and that God is modified in his actions according to what man does with his measures of grace. Oh, how important it is as the Holy Spirit of God seeks to bring to us the light of God's great truth that we do not deal triflingly with God's precious word. May we pray. Our Heavenly Father, receive thanks for the abundance of thy provision and that thou hast called us by thy Spirit to give attention to thy wonderful word and that those that respond by way of repentance are enlightened and enter into a living committal of faith and find forgiveness of sin and restoration to thee. Oh, that many may have this glorious portion this day. In Jesus' name, amen.